Hello and welcome to another episode of The Underage Lawyer. Today we'll be looking at the constitutional challenges currently going through the Australian High Court. For those of you who don't live in Australia, there's currently a challenge to our constitution about direct voting rights for our Senate. Also, I'd like to apologise if you can hear rain in the background of this episode. It's quite wintry here and I've tried to block out the background noise as much as possible, but I don't think I succeeded. I hope you enjoy this week's episode and I look forward to hearing your comments. Bob Day's barrister, Peter King, received a warning from Chief Justice French on the 3rd of May against making speeches with politically charged references in front of the High Court. He was responsible for presenting the crossbench at Bob Day's constitutional challenge about electoral change for the upcoming election process to the High Court. Mr King is helping Senator Day launch a constitutional case against the Australian Parliament, contesting the electoral reforms designed to prevent independents running for a position in the Senate. King's scolding arose when he compared the laws as equal to dissuading signs at the front of polling places. Chief Justice French rose to action, warning King to go to the nitty-gritty rather than have speeches that are best made outside of this place. Legal challenges are very serious and formal affairs. In the entirety of Australia's history, there have been less than 100 constitutional challenges. Since the High Court opened in 1903, the number of cases in total that the Court have seen are incredibly small, averaging 60 a year since commencement. Again, the number of constitutional challenges are even lower. The minuscule amount of challenges only leaves more room for humiliation, as it is certain that Mr King's scolding in front of the High Court won't be forgotten in a hurry. The policy reform, which is the subject of the legal challenge, is trying to prevent small senators from creating preference deals with other parties in order to win the seat in Parliament through the preferential voting system. This voting system works so that political groups can show voters how to choose senators that best support this policy in descending order. The plan was put forward after it was debated in Parliament for 40 hours, revealing just how contentious this decision actually is. The challenge in the High Court has prevented South Australian electoral officers and federal government from issuing the next round of ballot papers needed for the Senate election, which is scheduled to be, beh- to be held on July 2nd. In detail, the new policy intends to eradicate the process requiring below-the-line voters to place their preference for each listed candidate and instead choose their top 12 favourites for the seat. Party logos would also be included in the paper simplifying the process for less politicised individuals. It was seen in a previous election that taglines printed on voting papers can be very misleading. This will be eradicated by printing logos onto the ballot paper. Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull has argued that the new legislation is good for democracy, as it will encourage voters to vote for at least six senators above the line individually but if their preferred candidates are unsuccessful, then their votes will be entirely unsuccessful. As beneficial as the changes may appear, senators are warning that these changes violate the principle of representative government. Day boldly proclaims that voters' rights were taken away and today no one is a step closer to restoring those rights. This bold claim adds a frightening spin to the term events, but in reality, Commonwealth Solicitor General Justin Gleeson, has criticised the Senator for speaking out and dismissed his arguments as having considerable weakness. Gleeson has pointed out 
that if Day's case is accepted, it would invalidate all voting since 1984. Following that train of logic, then Australia would not have voted in a valid Senate since the last election before 1984. This would prove, prove that Australia's legal and political system are in serious jeopardy and would invalidate all legislation since that date. According to the Constitution, no law can be passed except on agreement by both houses. Therefore, if the Senate is eradicated, so is all the laws that have been passed in the last 30 years. Additionally, the case outlines that policy interferes with Section 7 of the Australian Constitution. That claims that senators shall be composed of senators for each state, chosen by the people of the state, and this means that every person's vote must directly go towards selecting one candidate. Constitutional law experts from the University of New South Wales have applied legal reasoning and clarify that governments are allowed to use a range of electoral systems to satisfy direct election. Day's loss is that the constitution is ambiguous about what it means by direct voting. As a consequence, he cannot claim that one form of voting is more direct than the other, as long as they're both direct. Overall, it seems that King has set himself up for an uphill battle, as he also failed to present an outline of his argument to the High Court before his presentation. The courts are still examining the case as we speak, and I look forward to hearing more about this constitutional challenge, as unlikely as Senator Day's success may be.